you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Thursday, December 1st, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Pod Save the League. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And in my estimation, you are in precisely the right place at exactly the right time. And no, I suppose I can't be objective. But consider this. Dak Prescott is due for a checkup. His yearly examination from the QB doctor himself, the Super Bowl champion, the two-time NFL MVP, the ultimate underdog who ended up with the ultimate quarterback bust, you know, the little bronze one in the Hall of Fame. He's Kurt Warner, and he is on the way. Did you know that Michael Robinson can see the future? Yes, I didn't either, but apparently it's true, and Mike Rob sees something in the future of Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown that Dolphins and Eagles fans will love, and that Chiefs and Titans fans will loathe. Willie McGinnis has identified five defensive players who are destined to dominate in week 13. Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Tom Brady will not like what Willie has to say. Plus, TA answers to week 13 questions. Questions like, who has the edge in Minneapolis, Sauce Gardner or Justin Jefferson? And is a return to action for back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers a bad idea? But first, this. Guys, Watson has not played a game in almost two years. With that being said, are you expecting the Browns to sort of make a run here, Emrob? I am. I mean, just because it looks like they're right in the thick of things. What are they, four and seven right now? They're third in the division. Uh, when I look at uh, the, the the team that's leading their division, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they can't hold on to a lead. They've had they're having problems finishing games. I think Cincinnati will win that division. And then you look at the, the, the wild card division that they're competing against. You talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you're talking about the Raiders. You're talking about the Chargers. Guys like that. 
I think this team really has a chance. They can run the football. They control the line of scrimmage, right? And, and, and imagine this run game with now a quarterback that has some legs and, and some movement ability and that supreme arm talent in, in Deshaun Watson. The RPOs open up. The read options open up. I just think this offense opens up with Deshaun Watson in that quarterback. But I will have to say this. It's on Kevin Stefanski and the offensive play caller to make sure – that they call a game to protect Deshaun from himself. He's playing against his old team, the Houston Texans. There's going to be a lot of emotion. He hadn't been on the field in a long time. He's going to want to be, he's going to want to show everybody that he's worth that fully guaranteed contract that everybody was talking about, right? He's going to want to do that. So you got to call a game to protect him from himself, run the football, be explosive in play action passing, and don't make Deshaun Watson the entire show. Make that running game in that line of scrimmage the show for this offense. Yeah, I totally agree. And, I mean, I think when you talk about a quarterback that's missed much time, there's going to be rust. There's going to be things that he's not in sync with his receivers and all those different things. So I think that was the right call, Mike, what you said, is you got to make sure that you call plays to get him in sync with the offensive game plan, you're definitely going to run the football because that's their bread and butter. That's what they really do well. And I think if you can win on first and second down and then you got third and manageable, then you can put him in situations. But he's athletic. He's different than Jacoby Brissett. So now the playbook opens up. Now you can move the pocket. So to get him comfortable, what do you do? You move him out of the pocket in the sprint plays, the boots, the RPOs, all those different things that he's accustomed to doing. He hasn't done it. In real football, in a while, he's only done it in practice. So those elements of defenses and disguising and guys moving around and all that and getting hit is going to be a little different for him. But like you said, you don't make him the entire offense. You get him comfortable playing in every offense like you normally do with any quarterback coming back into the scheme of thing or a young quarterback. Four and seven is the record, as you mentioned, M. Rob. Third in the AFC North. Right now, pretty far out of the playoff picture as the 13 seed. Next topic, yet another quarterback return. This one came after a considerably shorter wait. Aaron Rodgers said this on the Pat McAfee show. Listen, we are eight and four, four and eight, 12 and 0, 0 and 12. I'd be wanting to suit up this week. How come and not I- just because it's Chicago, because that's what you do. You know, when you're, when you're a player, you go out there and if you can play, you play. You don't need some doctor to give you an excuse Oh, man, I don't know, maybe one more week, you know, not quite 100%. No. You can go out there and compete, and you have competitive greatness in your body, in your heart, in your mind. You go out and play. But according to David Carr, Willie Mack, and Mike Robb, just because he is coming back doesn't mean he should be coming back. Willie, you were glad to hear Aaron Rodgers say that. No matter what the math looks like, I still want to be out there and play, but... Should the Packers shut him down? That's the big question because ribs are tricky. And when does the team get a good look at Jordan Love? I mean, what do you think, David? Yeah, I I think that it it would be great to see Jordan Love play if I'm a Packer because the hard part is Aaron Rodgers kind of got you. Because you can't just say, you know, we'll just cut you after the year. It's like a $100 million cap hit. Can't do that. (laughs) He's not going to walk away from the team. Nope. Right? So, I mean, that's that's the difficult one is how you have that conversation with Aaron. You know, and I think that they're in a situation where, yes, they're not mathematically eliminated. They might be in the next week or two. Right? But I would like to see Jordan play if I was a Packer. It's not up to them. It's literally up to 12. If he feels like he can play and he's going to go out there. And you know what? I hate to break it to everybody. He's going to play. Like, he's going to go out there and he's not going to give Jordan Love a chance to even look good. Spoiler like, alert. That's just what's <laughs> going to happen. So, I mean, that's the situation that you find yourself in. Well, I mean, 
to, to me, to your point, I agree with you, David. I think Aaron Rodgers has this team and a lot of other people in this organization held hostage by yeah. his decisions. Uh, is this not some bad business? What organization allows one human being to hold all of its business up? Mm. Right. Everything, every offseason, all of it. It's, it's mismanagement. And at the end of the day, Brian Gutekus in the front office for the Green Bay Packers, they have a duty to see what they have in Jordan Love. They have a duty to not only the guys in the locker room, they're shareholders that own the team to see what the future holds for Jordan Love. Now, I say all that to say, mm. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> making $50 million this year, man. That man got to play if, because he's making the money to play. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, and I'm glad that Aaron Rodgers said that because at the end of the day, it goes for, you know, it, it, it gives them some credibility in the locker room and lets guys know that he's there for them. But I can't see Aaron Rodgers playing non-meaningful football this season. I, I, it's, right. it, I, I, I don't know if I can, yeah. I don't know if I can comprehend that. Yeah, we talk about this guy being one of the greatest arm talents this game has ever seen. We got the same amount of Super Bowls, Aaron Rodgers. Oh. We got the same amount. Because at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers, right, holding this team hostage as he is, okay? I will say this. It's just bad business. The restraints. I'm not going to go into the Green Bay Packers that much. I'm not going to just lay into them because at the end of the day, when one man has a team held hostage like this, Willie, it's not good. Let me me, me say this. We we all, as competitors, should want to play. Anything other than that, I don't want to be your teammate. So what he said at first, the mathematically stuff, I didn't want to hear. I'm glad he said what he really meant on the Pat McAfee show because I respect that. And I think everybody, as warriors, as players, that's our mentality. We're going to play because that's what our job is and that's what we owe our teammates. Now, you said it's the duty, right, of the team to go and make sure that they are kind of evaluating all their players to do due diligence. But it's also a commitment that they made to that man, Aaron Rodgers, with what they gave him. Okay, so I would say this. They don't have to do nothing with Jordan Love. For what? What are are they assessing? Like, what are they planning for? He's not going. Aaron's not going anywhere until he's ready to go anywhere. He's made that clear. Mm -hmm. He made it clear that he was the best quarterback when they drafted him. He's made it clear when he won a couple of MVPs while Jordan Love was there. And he's also making it clear now that. It, it, it doesn't fall on the organization or the team. It falls on me. And if it comes down to me as the leader on this team, if I lay down, which we don't do as players, mm-hmm. we don't lay down. If I lay down, what message is that sending to his teammates? Forget assessing Jordan Love. His time will come. They got two years to figure out what's going on with Jordan Love. Right. Two years. But, Willie, why would Aaron Rodgers want to stay with this organization? Because that's Because they're paying that, him for they, one. I mean, I know they're paying <laughs> but, but, again, they were paying him before, and he tried to get his way out. You see what I'm saying? Why would he want to stay after this year, after he spent all season talking about how bad his receivers were, you know, and, 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 and the team not giving him the, 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 the pieces so that he can go out there which, and operate? Which they kind of, they came, they came to a crossroads. They just had, it might not be perfect, but they came to a sort of a crossroads. Now, I, I, me, along with a lot of other people, we didn't think Aaron wanted to really go, did we? We thought he was just <laughs> using his leverage to get what he wanted. And did he get what he wanted? He did. He got what he wanted. <laughs> so Again, now a team that is not going to the playoffs, we're having a conversation about whether to shut him down. That's There's fine. no way really, but who wants to that Aaron Rodgers down? wanted this. No, but who, no, it's not about our record, though. That's what he said in the beginning. It's not about our record. 
We're still competitors. We never quit and we never lay down regardless of what the record says. Because we don't really – we play the game to win and all those other things. Yeah. But if, if it's not going well – Guys that jump ship or shut it down or stop playing and compete, how do we look at them in the locker right. room? Side eye. You already know how that goes. How do we look at them? We don't respect that. So if he's playing, I don't have a problem with it. If they try and shut him down and he fights against it, that's what I expect from anybody, regardless of what position. I will say this about Jordan Love and that assessment, small sample size, from the first time we saw him out on the field to now, yeah. he is evolving as Love a QB. That. If that's what the future, whenever that comes for Green Bay, looks like, especially that connection with Watson, even in a loss, it's something to hold on to. True. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and we turn now to a closer examination of Dak Prescott from a fellow dues-paying member of the Quarterbacks Union Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. Hey, Kurt. What are you seeing? I, I think Dak Prescott's playing really, really good football right now, and, and they're playing complimentary football. They're running the football well. They're playing good defense, and they're allowing Dak to be the special player that he is. And when I say special, I mean his ability to push the ball down the field and make big plays. That's rare around the league, a guy that can do that consistently. But he's also processing information very well. You know, a couple weeks ago, I remember him throwing a touchdown pass to Tony Pollard, and it was his fifth Read. He's going through his progressions. He's getting the ball to the right guy. You do that with a good run game and a good defense. That's what makes Dallas a competitor in the NFC. 
The Jets have a chance to prove they're for real this week against the Vikings, a team that is trying to prove every week that they are for real. And one matchup to watch in this one is clearly Jets rookie phenom Sauce Gardner versus the exciting, the extraordinary, the extravagantly skilled Justin Jefferson. Question now, who has the edge? It's my man Justin Jefferson going against Sauce. A lot of sauce, a lot Gardner, of sauce. on him. So, sauce, now we man. know he's usually on the left side and he's not moving around, but let me show you what they do right here with my man Jefferson, okay? Now, they're gonna disguise, okay? They're gonna run man to man right here. The other safety's gonna come down in the box. The other one's gonna get to the middle of the field. He sees it right now. He knows where to go with the football. Great move, get out of the break, catch the ball, make a big play. All right, let me, let me show you the other way. Why you gotta Minnesota's, show it against the Bills, bro? I know, I'm just Why saying, let me show you another way they, they do it. Here Thielen, right? <laughs> Don't take the cheese. Watch what they do with Thielen. That little short route. Oh, they took the cheese. Don't take the cheese. Oh, no, not one-on-one. He, he jumps the route, comes down there. He evades all that space in the back. Now, right now, Kirk Cousins is letting the ball go because he sees the one-on-one on the outside. The other safety can't get over there, and he's throwing his hands up like, man, you know you ain't supposed to be eating that cheese. That's government cheese. <laughs> That's government cheese. I've had a lot of government cheese in my day, though. No, I, don't, I don't want no more. I don't want no more government cheese. Now, you talk about the other side of this matchup. Sauce Gardner, so much sauce. First of all, what you love about sauce, his size and his length always give him an advantage in matchups. If you look at this play right here, he stuck his hand on the other side of the receiver to punch that ball out to get the football and create a turnover for this defense. And this is one of my favorite, even though it's going against the baddest man on the planet. And Josh Allen, look how he keeps his eyes on the quarterback. That's what great cornerbacks do, right? Have the ability to disrupt the receiver and keep your eyes on the quarterback at the same time. Sauce Gardner, he's not what we call a swatter. One of those guys that just sees the football and wants to swat it down. He is a playmaker. He takes the ball away from you and gives the ball back to his office. MJ, I'm going to have to throw it to you because at the end of the day, it's a little too saucy over here <laughs> with me and Willie Mack. That is a lot of sauce, but hey, the Vikings have been sopping it up all season long. Okay, defense remains on the brain at all times for our in-house quarterback nightmare, the NFL all-time leader in playoff sacks, Willie McGinnis, who has cast his side eye on five guys in week 13. We're calling it Operation Disrupt and Dominate. Willie, take us through your top five defensive players to watch in week 13. I will, but shout out to my man Brian Burns, NFC defensive player, getting it busy. He's been on my defensive list, okay? Let's start with that bad man right there. You see him flexing. You know why? Because <laughs> he is a beast. Don't nobody want to go against Jeffrey Simmons. Six and a half sacks, eight tackle for losses, and guess what? He's going against the Eagles, so this is personal. They put up 363 last week. Just wait till you see this man work against that offensive line. And on the other side of the ball, Javon Hargrave. Guess what? You're going up against the King, so you got to get busy. Another interior defensive lineman with oh. seven sacks. He got about five or six tackles for losses, but this man has stepped up this year playing at a high level. He going to have to play big time against the King. Roquan, where you at? Where's the King? Right there. there he is. Roquan <laughs> Smith, my man right there. Over 100 tackles. This man got three and a half sacks, a couple of interceptions. But there is no better. One, one of the best middle linebackers in the league. He's all over the ball. He's a ball hawk. He loves contact. And he's got to play at a high level. He's been playing at a high level, all right? All right, now, we're going to go down to the Raiders. MJ, we got to get my man Mad Max. Mad Max. I start calling him this Woo! career high. Ten and a half sacks. With 
top about what 30 something pressures this man has a career high sack he gets it. after it his Ooh. energy the way he plays he's gonna need it against this week against the Chargers because yes, Herbert likes to throw that thing mm -hmm. that offensive line I don't know if they can stop him my number one guy oh on the list because he's playing on Monday night here we go Cam Cam, Cam is second in the NFL in sacks. 110 sacks. Nobody, well, there's somebody that's tied with him when it comes to sacking Brady because he's playing the Bucs. He always told me he gets extra energy when he's going against the Bucs. He's got three sacks against Brady, and guess what? Tristan Warps, the right tackle, yeah. is out. That's the side he plays on. So you already know what we do as playmakers. We start licking our chops. So. Look out for Cam. He might have a big day. Oh, that offensive line. Cam's eyes are already blood like this. Water. Animated. Oh, that's why I can't pick that game yet. We interrupt this podcast to bring you game picks, score predictions, historical tidbits, and fantasy advice from the rankster, the purveyor of fantasy hot sauce, the merchant of the spicy, Adam Rank. Welcome back to the pod, Adam. Oh, thank you so much. So excited to be back with you. On this momentous occasion. We are going to put ourselves on the clock. Oh, geez. We have 15 games to get to. We have 15 minutes to do it. Are you up for the challenge? I am up for the challenge. Let's do it. Let's not waste time. Game one, Bills at Patriots. The Bills are 8-3. and three. The Patriots are 6-5. and five. Who wins this game, and how do they do it? Bills 25-20 to 20, the last time these two teams played. The Bills were the first team since at least 1950. Do not punt, attempt a field goal, or have a turnover in a game and still go on to win. Four touchdown drives in the first half, three in the second. The, the time just ran out for them. That's all. Uh, this is a strength-on-strength strength matchup. The offense for the Bills ranked second in the NFL. The defense for the Patriots ranked fourth in the NFL. You do see this one being relatively close, 25-20. to 20. Is there a fantasy play that I should make? Is there a fantasy play that I should avoid? Well, Ramondre Stevenson has become a huge part of the passing game for the Patriots. You're starting him here regardless of the matchup. And Jacoby Myers needs to be started against the Bills, who have allowed the most fantasy points to receivers over the last month. I have Joe Burrow as a backup. Should I be worried about Josh Allen as my QB1 on a short week? Not even. Not even a little bit because his ability to run the football gives him a safe floor. I have the Patriots as one of three options for my fantasy defense. Should I leave them on the bench and go with either the Bucks or the Jets instead? Either one of those two would probably be better options. I would lean towards the Buccaneers. Game number two, Steelers at Falcons. Steelers at four and seven coming off of an impressive win. Falcons at five and seven coming off of a demoralizing loss. Who wins it? How do they do it? Well, this is one that I'm really torn about. I have the Falcons winning this one, 23 to 20. Anytime you have a team coming off a Monday night game, a huge Monday night victory. This season, it feels like they've not been able to rise to the challenge the following week. The Bears, one of those teams I can think of. And there was a couple, there's one a couple of weeks ago. But TJ Watt coming back to this team makes this defense so much more formidable. Now, the Steelers have had trouble stopping opposing wide receivers. The thing is, once TJ Watt gets back, you have some ability to get to the quarterback. That helps out a little bit, but still, I'm impressed by the Falcons. I'm going to go with them here because they have, they're fourth in the NFL with an average of 160 rushing yards per game, and if they can run the ball and slow it down, I think they have a chance to win. Falcons, they are underdogs by a point and a half. Get the win at home, 23-20. to 20. So says Adam Rank. You're absolutely right about the passing defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are ranked 30th in the NFL. The passing offense... For the Falcons, however, is ranked 
31st in yeah. the NFL. This is a weakness-on-weakness matchup. Adam sees the edge going to the home team. Adam, give me a quick fantasy pick for this game. Olamande Zacchaeus, if you need it, if you're desperate for a wide receiver because of that matchup, because the Steelers have struggled against the pass, I think he has an opportunity to get you double-digit fantasy points. Next game, Broncos at Ravens. Broncos 3-8. and eight. An ostensible tire fire at the Ravens, 7-4. and four. four losses on the Ravens' schedule, and yet they have trailed this season by an aggregate 20 minutes. It bewilders the mind. Yeah. Who wins this confusing game? Is it as clear-cut as I think it is? I think the Ravens win in a rout. Do yeah. you agree? Similarly, yeah. Ravens 24, Broncos 10. The Broncos are now averaging less than 15 points per game. They have topped 20 points just twice this season. And maybe this is the week they break out. I don't know. The, the, the Ravens have become vulnerable. When you watch that final drive against the Jaguars, you wonder, where was the intensity? Where was the, the, the fire that when Wink Martindale was there, it almost seemed like they were too aggressive at times. Last week in that final drive against the Jags, I was like, what are we doing? It's going to be a tough matchup for them defensively. Uh, because of the Ravens, I think we could see eight Justin Tucker field goals. That's how I get to 24. I'm, I'm being facetious, <laughs> but it wouldn't shock me. Nothing shocks me at this point with any game involving either the Ravens or the Broncos. The spread in this game is eight and a half. Baltimore at home favored by eight and a hook. Adam Rank sees this as a 14-point gap in the end. The Baltimore Ravens defense second against the Rush second on third downs. They are tied for fifth in sacks. They are tied for second in turnovers, third in big plays. And yet their Achilles heel, of course, is that passing defense, 27th in the league. Do you see a fantasy play on either side that I'm not thinking about and should be? Well, I mean, I get a lot of questions about Lamar Jackson for whatever reason. I'm still comfortable starting him. I would never think of benching him. And we also like Latavius Murray this week. It doesn't, you know, I know they've had some troubles running the football, but I think Latavius Murray is a nice option. Sunday, 1 p.m. in Detroit. The Jags are the visiting team at 4-7 and seven after that incredible win against the, the aforementioned Ravens. Ravens. Lions at home also at 4-7 and seven after yet another agonizing, excruciating, woulda, coulda, shoulda loss. That one came, of course, on Thanksgiving Day at home against the Bills. Who wins this game? How do they do it, Rank? Whoa, this was one of the toughest ones for me to figure out. I am leaning towards my friends in Duval County on the road, 28-27. Two of the most exciting teams in the NFL. Some have even said Ford Field is the course field of the NFL. Not that not the altitude or anything like that, but there's points to be, to be had with both of these teams. Great opportunities. Trevor Lawrence has looked like he's been developing. Looked great in the two-minute drill. We talked about that on the game day final on Monday night, and he, it looks like he's got a real command of the offense. Three consecutive games with a passer rating above 500, or above, 500, above 100, uh, which is the longest streak of his. I hope it's above 500. But anyways, uh, last time was the first time he threw for more than 300 yards, had three touchdowns, and no picks. And the Lions are 0-11 against the AFC. Fun fact. The Jags go into Detroit as the road favorite Adam Rank agrees, says that the Jags will win only by a point. But close. If you look at the Lions defense and where they rank in the NFL, it is something like deplorable. They are last in total defense. They are last in scoring defense. 30th against the rush. 29th against the pass. Last on third downs. 28th in the red zone. 30th 
big play defense and last in yards per play. It all goes to validate the point that Adam makes, which is points are on the offer here. You see this one being a high-scoring game. Give me that score again. 28-27. 28-27. Write it down. Use that information wisely. By the way, and if you're playing fantasy, Trevor Lawrence, great option. Start Trevor Lawrence. And, of course, that also means Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Zay Jones being a potential sleeper this week. The only question we have is at the running game. How much does Travis Etienne play and if he doesn't, or if he's limited, or anything like that, Jamichael Hasty has been making plays for this offense. I passed on both Zay Jones and Jamichael Hasty in the waiver wire this week. That's fine. Time may tell me that I made the wrong decision. Next game, Packers at the Bears. The Packers led by the owner of the Bears, Aaron Rodgers. They are 4-8 and eight coming off of that loss. The Bears are 3-9 and nine coming off of their latest loss. This is your team. Yes. We could and maybe should expect objectivity. We're not going to get it. However, this week, something tells me that you're going to be right. Who wins it? How do they do it? I'm never not picking the Bears. I'm just going to let you know right now. So take, take, take this for granted. I am a meatball. I will not besmirch. My family's good name by taking the Packers. I got the Bears 24-21. The biggest question, who's quarterback? Who's quarterback for either team? I know Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show, said he's going to play. He didn't practice Wednesday. He does his best work this year but on the he, Pat McAfee show. He, he absolutely does. And the thing is, he doesn't, he doesn't practice on Wednesday in like a month and a half. Don't worry about that. He's going to be out there. One last chance to beat the Bears. I hope this is an opportunity, though, for the Bears to rise to the challenge. I think when you look at this Bears team, when you look at the Bears' defense from last week, when Jack Sanborn was out there with Jalen Johnson, and, of course, Eddie Jackson was out, uh, Jaquan Brisker was out, Kyler Gordon was out, those might be the only two guys who will be starters next season for that Bears defense. Uh, in Week 2, the Bears lost in Green Bay to the Packers 27-10. to Give me the score again in this reverse fixture, as we say in soccer. 24-21 Bears. And if you're looking to play fantasy football, David Montgomery. Going up against that Packers defense that has struggled to stop the run. They've allowed an average of 150 rushing yards per game this season. That's second worst in the NFL. Only Houston has been more egregious. The Chicago Bears rank 31st in terms of third down defense, last in terms of sacks on opposing quarterbacks. Yep. Does that mean that I should insert Christian Watson Absolutely. into my starting lineup, or do I – Keep yep. Terry McLaurin in that wide receiver one spot. Wow. You know, I have Terry McLaurin ranked a little bit higher, but I love Chris. Actually, no, I would say I'd go with Christian Watson. You would go with Christian Watson. And make sure you're starting Aaron Jones and all those guys. Fair enough. Next game, Browns at Texans. Browns, four and seven. Coming off of that win over the Bucks in overtime. Taking on the Texans in Houston, who sit at one, nine and one on the backs of six straight Losses. The big story, of course, in this one is the return of Deshaun Watson. How do you see that having an impact on who wins this game and how? He, it's been a while since he's played football. And so I don't know if there's going to be any rust or anything like that. He did, of course, play a little bit in the preseason, anticipating his return to the NFL. i got to be honest, I'm rooting for the Texans for obvious reasons. I, I don't see the Browns losing this one. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I wish, I want, I hope. The Texans can rise to the occasion. Lovey Smith, we're counting on you. I would take the Browns if I had to pick one in this game. Somewhere in the rain. I actually wrote, I don't care, right, right here on my notes. Like, I, I honestly, like. But if so I held your feet to the fire, well, what's the I, score? The Browns. Yeah, I would say somewhere around 23-16. It's going to be difficult uh, for me to get out of it. Nick Chubb, though, 
Again, we talked about the Packers being the second worst team in the NFL against the run, the Texans being the worst. This could be an opportunity. You know, you have a returning quarterback who hasn't played for a while. I would start all the Browns running backs that are possible, that are available to you. Nick Chubb being the number one guy, you have to start him. And David Njoku also could be in blind for a huge game. So I'm starting Njoku over Higby this week? Yeah, I would for sure. The big storyline that we didn't even mention with regards to Deshaun Watson, yes, he is returning after 700 days away from real-time snaps in the NFL, is that he is going back to Houston to yeah. play the team that he left. Like, that wasn't a coincidence, right? People can open a schedule and be like, oh, when should he return? What is, it, what is the arbitrary number we're bringing this to? Oh, that just happens to be in Houston. Next game, Jets at Vikings. Jets 7-4. and four. Gang Green now cloaked in white, in Mike White, taking on the Vikings after that emotional Thanksgiving Day win over the New England Patriots. Jets 7-4, and four, Vikings 9-2. and two. The Vikings are favored at home by three. Adam Rank, who wins it? How do they do it? That's basically a pick em, which is the way that I looked at it. The Vikings are a perfect 8-0 in one-score games this season, where they struggled with those in the recent past. Mike White was able to take advantage of a Bears defense that, of course, was down Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, and eventually Eddie Jackson. But this is another favorable matchup because the Vikings defense also banged up. The Jets are 4-0 when they have a quarterback with a passer rating above 75. But for whatever reason, I don't know why I'm going to do this to myself. Vikings 26, Jets 25. Adam mentioned the Vikings defense. It bears repeating. Total defense, they are ranked 31st out of 32 teams in the NFL. Passing defense, they are dead last. So Mike White and this Jets team with a formidable defense yep. certainly has an opportunity to do something. The odds makers have honored that by making it a three-point gap for the home team, which is, as you said, ostensibly a pick em. Very interesting. Give me that score one more time. <laughs> well, I'm going to, okay, listen. Vikings 26-25. This, of course, being Thursday, I might wake up Friday morning and go to our total access production meeting and might have a change of heart. But of right now, on Thursday, I'm leaning towards the Vikings. Is Mike White a streamer in this game Absolutely. worth playing? 100%. Not only him, Garrett Wilson played a lot better, but most importantly, Elijah Moore, the guy who asked to be traded during a winning streak, had a touchdown last week against the Bears. I wouldn't be shocked if he does that again. Next game, Commanders at Giants. The NFC East clash between two teams who are currently in the playoff frame. Commanders at the seven seed, sitting at seven and five. The Giants, the six seed, sitting at seven and four. Who wins it? How do they do it? Washington is a road favorite As after they- two rather bewildering, disappointing performances from the Giants. Saquon Barkley bottled up in back-to-back games. Can the Commanders do to Saquon what the Cowboys and the Lions did to Saquon? How does this game go down, Adam? Commanders are going to win this one 21-20. It might not even be that close, but you look at the records and you're like, oh, these two teams are formidable. But the Commanders started off 1-4, and which, by the way, there were no Commander fans in my mentions hitting me up for my prediction for the season that was not very favorable. We do a little hiding these days, Commanders fans. But no, 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 they do not. They're doing the opposite. They're back. They're back with in full effect. They're playing very well. Taylor Heineke, of course, being the, the reason why. So this is a momentum game. Washington is favored for a reason. They have the momentum. The Giants certainly do not. Commanders go into MetLife and they get a one-point win, according to Adam Rank. We talked about Terry McLaurin earlier. You yeah. say start Christian Watson over him. 
Do you like McLaurin as a play, though? Like and who else on the field on Sunday do you like as a fantasy must start? I love Antonio Gibson. I think he's going to get an opportunity here. Brian Robinson, if you're in a flex situation, yes. But I think Antonio Gibson is I, – I really trust him. I, again, just watching the games, I really expect Antonio Gibson to be a factor here. Next game, a battle of two playoff teams. In the AFC, the Tennessee Titans, I believe they are the three seed as it sits right now. They are seven and four in Philadelphia to take on the once beaten top seed Philadelphia Eagles sitting there at 10 and one. The gap, according to the odds makers, five and a half. Ooh. Philly is favored, of course, at home. Do they prove it? Who wins it? How do they do it? Why have the Eagles winning it but not that big? 26-24 over the Titans. The Eagles cranked up the rushing game last week with Jalen Hurts going for more than 150 rushing yards. He's had, he's had just two games in his last five where he's top 200 passing yards. That might change this week. The Titans have been really generous to opposing quarterbacks. So for those of you who don't like quarterbacks who run the ball, you'll be satiated here. Jalen Hurts is going to throw it. And if you're starting your fantasy roster, looking at guys like Devontae Smith, who've str- who have been inconsistent. I think him and A.J. Brown, good players. They've been inconsistent because, you know, there are some games where they run it. This is one that we anticipate them throwing it. This is the A.J. Brown Bowl there. I've branded it. Go with it. The fact is he is playing against his old team, and his old team has a passing defense ranked 31st in the NFL. A.J. Brown should feast. Will he feast? Absolutely. The A.J. Brown revenge game? I, you know me. I buy into the narratives. Here we go. We are now on the clock. I want winner, score, and one fantasy play for the final games. Here we go. Okay. The countdown begins. Seahawks 6-5 and five at SoFi across the street to take on the bewildering Rams at 3-8. and eight. Who wins it? How? Give me a fantasy play. Go. The Seahawks 26-18. It's hard to believe that the Rams are the get-right game for the Seahawks, but I think that with Geno Smith playing as well, even though they've lost back-to-back games, he's still playing very well. We like him. The fantasy pick, though, is going to be Kyron Williams. He's probably not going to do what Josh Jacobs did, but I think there's a vulnerability there. So if you need a running back and you're in a bind, go with Williams. Fascinating matchup in Cincy. Chiefs 9-2 and two against the Bengals 7-4. and four. Who wins it? How? You know what? I'm going to go with the Bengals. 31-27 last week. They beat the team, one of the teams they knocked off in the playoffs last year. They're going to do it for a second consecutive week. I think the defense is good enough to hold the Chiefs close enough so that the returning Jamar Chase can make a huge impact. There are some obvious fantasy plays in that one. Do you have a surprise? All of them. Uh, there's every, you pretty much play everybody. Don't play Isaiah Pacheco, though. How about that? That's a- the one you're worried about. MJ Acosta's Miami Dolphins at 8-3 and three, travel to Santa Clara to take on the 7-4 and four San Francisco 49ers, who are three-and-a-half point favorites. Yep. Who wins it? How do they do it? MJ's not going to like this. I have the Dolphins winning 28-26. Here's my thing. You know, the 49ers have not allowed a second-half touchdown or score in the last, what, four games for them? Those games, the Rams, the Chargers, the Cardinals, down to their third-string quarterback and the Saints. They do it against Miami, I'm all in. I think this Miami team is good enough to go in there. And again, Mike McDaniels was with Kyle Shanahan for 11 years. I think that gives them the advantage, so I'm going to go with them. And by the way, and if you're afraid to play one of these Dolphins running backs, don't be. Jeff Wilson Jr., make sure he's in your lineup. Chargers at Raiders, an AFC West battle. Chargers 6-5, and five, Raiders 4-7. and seven. Raiders feeling good for the first time in a long time. Do they continue those vibes and get a win at home in a game they have to win if they have any chance of making a late playoff run? I hate myself for doing this, but I'm going to take the Raiders 35-33 over the Chargers. The Chargers always find a way. 
whenever they're in this situation where they could put away the Raiders, they just don't do it. My question for you on the fantasy side is this, Josh Palmer, yes or no? No. Colts, 4-7-1 and one in Dallas to take on the Cowboys, who are 8-3 and three and the fifth seed in the NFC. Who wins it and how? I think the Cowboys take care of them pretty handily, 35-17. As far as, as far as the fantasy pick goes, you were talking about defenses a moment ago. If you have this Cowboys defense, the Colts have allowed the most fantasy points to opposing defenses this season. The Cowboys should help get you a victory as we're only two games away from the fantasy playoffs. The final game, the New Orleans Saints at 4-8 and eight, travel to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the broken Buccaneers who sit at 5-6 and six, and yet, in spite of a losing record, sit atop the NFC South. Inexplicable. The spread is 3.5. The Bucs favored at home. Are the odds makers right? Who wins it and how? I have the Buccaneers winning this one 20-16. The Bucs did break the, the curse, the regular season malaise against the New Orleans Saints in week one this season. I feel like they're going to sweep the series. Your fantasy pick, you know what? I'm going to go with Rashad White as a strictly volume, volume play. Absolutely. So make sure that he's in your lineup. He is actually looking, trending to be a league winner. So uh, he's been great for you. We want to thank this interruption special guest, Adam, the Rankster Rank, for his fantasy picks, his game picks, and his score predictions. Adam, as always, thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much. We'll see you Friday night on TA from L.A. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, Mike Rob is looking into the future and reporting back 
what he sees. Full disclosure, uh, no winning lottery tickets will be revealed. But then again, if you have Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown, let's face it, you already won. All right, let's get to the real Mike Rob report. Got a new picture. A new headshot? Yeah. I love that. All right, M. Rob, people don't know this about you, but you have the ability to see into the future. Oh, yeah. And we had some huge offseason moves before the season, as we saw. You have some premonitions about how those will impact playoff games. Let's start with Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. Yeah, Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. First of all, the impact of this move. First of all, look at what we're talking about right now. Tua Tonga-Vailoa is in the MVP conversation strictly because Tyreek Hill is on this team. Now, we talked about the growth from a Patrick Mahomes this year because he does not have Tyreek Hill on that team. Hey, MJ, let me, let me <laughs> ask you this question, right? Mm-hmm. Just think about that big-time divisional uh, round game last year against the oh Kansas City Chiefs and my Buffalo Bills. Could you imagine if the Kansas City Chiefs did not have that guy on his, their team? Do you think they win that game? Probably not. I don't think so. And it's that way because in the playoffs, there's a lot of anxiety and the truth about people seem to show up. And I think this year's playoffs, Patrick Mahomes is going to want to push the ball downfield. They're going to miss Tyreek Hill. What about this man, A.J. Brown? I feel like his former team is missing him right about now. The Eagles taking full advantage. Yeah, so, all right, the Tennessee Titans, let's just think about this, right? They're still in the playoffs, but they play in a weak division. Just think about this. The Tennessee Titans have 46 explosive receptions. That's good for 31st in the National Football League. That ain't really good, MJ. There's only 32 (laughs) teams, right? The Philadelphia Eagles have 66 explosive plays. Guess what? That's good for the top five, top six in the National Football League. Let's just say the Tennessee Titans are going to miss A.J. Brown in the playoffs because teams are going to make them play left-handed. Ryan Tannehill, who you going to throw it to, dog? That guy is in Philly now. They probably miss him a little bit more already. Thank you so much for joining us today. Do the same tomorrow for Friday answers to Sunday questions for every remaining Week 13 game. Who wins? Who stars? What's the score? And who are we putting on upset alert? It's your official viewer's guide to Week 13. That's Friday. Till then... Ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every 
body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the wind down tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.